The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKilla. Happy International Women's Day, my friend. Same to you, Tina. Thank you so much. Same to all of our listeners, our followers, and our friends. And as we celebrate Women's Day today, I'm reminded that I'm surrounded by so many strong, passionate, smart, and determined women who strive to encourage other women to be the best they can be. I am so grateful for everyone out there who has done that for me. And today we celebrate just a couple of those women. Women from right here in the region. Our guest today is Andrea Zankin Copa, Executive VP at Zankin Automotive Group. Thank you so much for being here today, Andrea. Thank you for having me. So let's get started with asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started on this journey in the automotive world. Sure. Well, my roots in automotive really came from my father, who's been in the business for 46 years. Um, He came to Canada as a young immigrant from Italy. He began working at a body shop and slowly a collision center, really, and slowly, you know, just did very well at the collision center, brought in a lot of business to the owner there and was asked to buy into that collision center. And um, from there, started a used car lot and then had a little bit of experience selling used cars. Honda came to Canada in the early 70s, and he decided he wanted to be a new car dealer, had no experience with selling new cars. Persistence, went to them quite a few times, got the answer no quite a few times, um, but ended up opening uh, one of the first Honda dealers in, in Ontario. And now 32, 46 years later, we have 32 dealerships and we employ 1,500 people, including my sister and I. So wow. that's really how we got started. Grew up in the business um, as, as a very young um, you know, girl going to work with my parents. My mother was a part of the business as well. She used to do the accounting back then. So really just PA days and learning the business through, you know, hands-on experience um, working at reception when I was very young, moving into the office, uh, went to university, was not forced into at all, was not forced into working in automotive. I just really liked it. And both me and my sister continue to work in it to this day. So fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's a great story. And yeah. I love the fact that he started from the grassroots and that you guys, you girls decided to continue on the legacy. Now, the automotive industry is still predominantly a man's world. So right. What would you say are some of the challenges you face um, as a as a young, strong woman kind of leading the industry? So unfortunately, that's very true. There's a lot of men in the industry. Majority are men. Um, and I have to say within our automotive group, I don't face those challenges because they're used to dealing with both my sister and I. So there's a lot of respect there that goes back and forth between our management team and my sister and I. So I don't face those challenges within my organization. When I step outside of my organization, it's a different story. When I attend OEM meetings or when I attend meetings in, you know, the automotive space, it's very difficult to, um, to get the same respect as a man when there's a hundred men in a room and there's probably, you know, six women. You're just viewed upon as really not knowing your craft. It's sad, but it's very true. It takes a lot of persistence and a lot of hard work to actually gain their respect. 
Um, and you know what? It's changing. Hopefully it will make more progress as time goes by. It's changing all the time, but we really need to do a lot more to to be viewed at the same level as as males in the same industry. So in your organization, yes. would you say that you um, have like equal employment, men and women, um, or is, are you still finding that men are the ones who are seeking the jobs in the industry? Um, you know, it's, it's funny because we're big advocates because it, it is my sister and I, and we don't have any, like, we don't have any males in our family. Um, we're huge advocates for recruiting women in automotive and the women that we do have in our business do exceptionally well. They do well in sales. They do well in, um, administration. They can do well, even in the service department. We have technicians that are women and we have detailers that are women and it is a profession. A lot of people don't view it as a profession, but you can go to Georgian College, you can take the automotive certificate diploma there, and it is a profession, and women that are in the business do exceptionally well. Um, it's just not something that is at the forefront of somebody's, let's say, career choices. So we're, we're hoping that that's going to change. If I had to dissect the amount of women to, you know, women to, to mm -hmm. men in our business, it's, I don't even think we're 10%. We're probably less than that. We're probably, I'm going to say six, 7%. Wow. Um, and even on our sales floor, even within our organization, we try very hard to recruit women as women and it's still very difficult. So, you know, if you know anybody that would like, <laughs> that would like an opportunity, then you know what, we're more than willing to, to, to I listen. think that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I think, and I like that you and your sister are now, so to speak, leading the pack, yes. right? You're going to be a game changer. Like you guys are going to really change the yeah. conversation and be trailblazers in the industry. So I think that's amazing. If you had to send out a message to women mm -hmm. who might be aspiring to be in the automotive industry or any any male dominant, um, you know, career path, mm -hmm. what would be your message to them? So I, th I think the okay. message I feel that's most important uh, for a lot of women and a lot of young girls nowadays is just not to create barriers within our own mind on how we view ourselves and I think that has to do with the way that we talk to ourselves and I you know women um, and young girls you hear a lot of I can't do this or I'm not good enough or I don't know if I can there's a lot of obstacles that we tend to pose upon ourselves so we need to change that and we need to start being more assertive in the way that we're talking to ourselves and the confidence that we bring about in our own minds and in ourselves and just simple words can help you to change that I'm good enough to do this. I embrace who I am. I accept the challenge. And that's very empowering for somebody to to say to themselves, not to rely on the outside world to kind of have to give you that gratification, but to be able to do that for yourself. And I know for myself, it took me a very long time to be able to do that. Um, and I think women don't really give, we don't give ourselves enough credit. Like there's so many really good things that we do. And we're always... Uh, trying to uh, promote other people around us, but we don't promote ourselves. Right. And and yep. you know what? I think that needs to change. I think that's part of it. And I think that's a really valid point. Now, do you find that you and your sister have these conversations with each other? Um, that you know, because you're both working in the industry and in the in the company. Do you guys have conversations with each other about how to encourage each other um, and how to kind of promote that conversation even within your own organization? Right. Yes, we do. We talk about it quite a bit. And I mean, we're our 
we are our, we are our biggest advocates for each other, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and just, you know, finding a way to get that message across to, to your staff and even to the women that you're working with every day and having a voice mm-hmm. for them. I know in our organization, you know, we have women-only lunches where we invite some of our team members, women-only, and we take them to lunch and we get to talk to them about really what they're feeling and what they're communicating with us about. Because a lot of employers don't really talk to females. It's different. I mean, you know what? we have children, we have to take maternity. There's certain things that by nature we have to do. And uh, in a man's world, men don't really want to deal with that, right? And so I think as a woman employer, I, you know, it, it gives us, it's actually made us strong in the sense that we see things differently. You know, we're very articulate, we're detailed, we're organized. We know how to talk to our employees. Uh, we know how to talk to them about sometimes things that might be uncomfortable for a man to talk about and they feel comfortable coming to us and we encourage that on a daily basis come to us with anything you know sometimes it's not even work related and we try to help and, as and much most as of the time you that's a really valid point because yeah. a lot of the times you know women like ourselves we're all struggling to do the same thing yes. we're all raising our families you know working in our careers but we all fundamentally have those same concerns the mom guilt you know the totally. partner guilt mm-hmm. uh, can you do it all are you can do it all and sometimes you just need that ear mm-hmm. for somebody to listen to and knowing that you can do that at your place of employment and still rise above it all and still strive to be the best you can be I think is is the way of the future in any business so it's amazing that you guys are doing that in the automotive industry right, right? it's it's a it's a it's a strong industry yeah. and you, bo- you both probably need to be very strong women in order to do that for right sure but it could be applied to any industry right it doesn't it there's no limits as to you know it's just a different way of looking at things so where did that drive and that persistence come from because you said it's different inside your walls mm-hmm. of the auto group. But once you go outside, right. it's still quite predominantly a male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. So where did your persistence, your drive, your strength come from? I think part of it is by nature. I think that um, we were raised uh, with a very strong, uh, my mother's very strong, uh, and my father as well. Very, you know, uh, I would say detailed and very uh, clear about what they want to achieve. So we had that as a good guidance for us growing up and just knowing what we want to do. And, you know, we have this opportunity, right? We're in this space where there's not a lot of males. So why not take that opportunity to make a bit of a difference within running our business and doing a good job? That comes first and foremost. I mean, our, our customers, our guests that enter our stores, we want to make sure we're doing a good job. That goes without saying. But this other element to deal with your employees, that's the part where you can make the difference, right? I mean, that's the part for us that we see as the most potential because they're with us all the time. Your guests, they come, they go, you know, your customers, you want to have that relationship with them. But it's really the people that you work with that you can cultivate and kind of have build that team with and change the mindset of uh, within the walls of where, of where you're working every day. And that's a valid point because yeah. when your employees are happy and they feel the love and the 100%. passion. And, and that love and passion is really like a woman's, you know, intuition. It's a woman's mm-hmm. nurturing. It's, it's innate in all of us. So mm-hmm. when you can extend that over to a business and your employees can feel that... Mm-hmm. then they're going to extend that to the business that comes in. And every person that walks through your doors is going to have that amazing experience. Right. And I feel like that's what you and your sister are kind of like leaning towards. Yeah. 
you're paving the way for other women right. who want to. And we've had a great example. Like even though my my father started the business and he's a male, he was very much like that with his employees. So even back, you know, in back when he started, which is not really customary, he always spent time, had time to listen to his employees, had time to hear them out. Um, he pretty much knows everybody by name, even today, if he goes into a store, even in the back, even in the shop. That's the way we run our business. So that for us came very naturally. And then the women element, of course, you know, yep. that is what it is, right? So that that's kind of where that came from. And what from. about in terms of, you know, your, your father then really broke some ground in terms of having two women take the mm -hmm. lead in his business mm -hmm. that he started. Mm -hmm. Was there any kind of pushback or hesitation or did it just come naturally to him as well that he thought, yes, I've got two daughters and they will naturally take over the family business. Well, I think that it's difficult. You can, you know, go outside of your business and you can hire somebody and you can give them a title and they can run a business and probably do a very good job. But to create a culture and to create the vision and the goal that you want for your business moving forward is a different story. And I think that's why my sister and I have fit in so nicely because we take the same values that we started with, you know, 46, 47 years ago. And we were raised with those values and we are bringing those values and we, we're not changing that about our business. So we're trying to be on the forefront of what is to come in automotive in terms of electrification or maybe in terms of the way that sh people want to shop for automotive. But the core values are the same values that we began with many years ago. And I think that's very important. Um, and so many times you see transition and you don't get that. It's very divided and it's not the same. And so that's what we really take pride in and what drives us. Um, is just keeping the same vision. And, you know, businesses evolve, right? The yeah. world evolves, yeah. um, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But if you're keeping those fundamental grassroots concepts and you're bringing it together and you're and you're striving to make women stand out as much as we deserve to be, I think this is like amazing. Yes. Right? I agree. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> What's your International Women's Day message then for young people out there? Um, I think for for young people out there, just, you know, don't be afraid. Just try. Here I am on a radio show. I've never done this before, but I'm here trying. So, I, I mean, I think that's important is just to give it give it a try. If it's not for you, move on. But at least you can say that you've attempted and you've tried. And just don't create the barriers in your mind. Just think outside of the box. And, you know, even if the opportunity seems a bit out of reach, don't give up on what you really want to do because it is, I, I mean, there's so many stories that you hear with people that have accomplished so much with so little and it is doable. So that would be my message. Great message. That's yeah. a great message. And on that note, we thank you so much for being here. Uh, that was an amazing um, message that you're sending to all the young people. So if our listeners want mm -hmm. to know more about you or how to reach the Azankin Automotive Group, how can they do that? Um, I could provide my email if you if you would like sure. so to share that. So they can reach me at Andrea, A-N-D-R-I-A, at Zankin Auto, Z-A-N-C-H-I-N-A-U-T-O dot com. 
they can message me. Um, they can call into any one of our locations, and I'm sure that uh, our our staff is more than happy to put them in touch with me. Terrific. And, yeah. What about the gram? Do you have anything on Instagram? I do. There's Zankin Auto uh, Zankin Auto Group on Instagram, so you can find us on Instagram as well, awesome. and on Facebook as well. Terrific. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. When we come back, our celebration of International Women's Day continues. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. So many kinds of cars in just one place, see them all. You're winning numbers, number seven, not more. Number seven. It's the only number that you have to know. Number seven. For an import, there's just one place to go. Right on Highway, highway seven, 7, north of 407, east of 427. That's where we are. It's not too far. Jump in and drive away and get a winning deal today. At number seven, not more. The very best deals. At number seven, not more. Come on, come on. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKellar. Thank you, Tina. We continue our celebration of International Women's Day with the Chief Operating Officer of Living Lux Magazine. Welcome, Jennifer Lipkowitz. Wow, thank you so much for having me here today. This is the first time for me to be on the radio and... What a wonderful day to celebrate. Absolutely. Well, that's why you're here, because I believe that you are a woman of influence and you deserve to be acknowledged. And why? I'm I'm just very curious about how this all got started for you. How did you become uh, the chief operating officer and publisher of Living Lux? So for me, I've been in the industry for, I would say, a little over a decade. So even though I'm only in my mid-30s, I'm not going to say my age on the air, (laughs) but um, I've been in the industry, so I'd say about 11 years. And I started off in a family-run and operated business um, in Quebec. And I had to learn everything from the bottom up. So I started off as a production assistant, working with an editor-in-chief and just learning the industry because I really didn't have the experience that I obviously have today. And Worked my way up doing operations, production schedules. Then I became the manager of the company. And then obviously at the end of the, uh, you know, that I, when, I, when I left the magazine, I was the chief operating officer of that magazine. So I'd virtually done it all. And I think that's what's important is being versatile enough to just do everything in a magazine and really, you know, learn from experience. And, and then later on, be able to lead a team saying, I've done all this. And then they're able to, t- you know, Take, take that advice and say, wow, you actually have done it from the bottom up. And I think that's something to be you know respected when people actually do something and build it from scratch and then sort of build their own empire. Jennifer, can I ask you a quick question then? Because you've got a couple of things you know, working against you sometimes, right? You're a young Absolutely. woman in this industry and you know, you're in a family-owned business. Was that tough? It really, really was because 
when I started in the magazine industry, everyone just assumed that I was handed a silver platter and mm -hmm. they're like, wow, you just landed this role because your sister gave it to you. But the reality is she didn't. She's like, you're going to start off and we're going to see where it goes and you're going to start off in production. So I was doing all the grunt work. I was bringing everyone coffees and bringing everyone their breakfast. And later on, I was working on deadlines and I was working with clients. Then I learned how to even do sales, work on operations and just do everything. But the reality is I think there is a stigma attached to a family-owned business that people just assume that everything is given to you. And they realized in the end that I was bringing them coffee. So certainly wasn't preferential treatment here. And I think that's what distinguishes um, people from like who's going to get the job done from who's not going to get the job done. When you can really relate to everybody who is working for you and working with you. Like, I mean, I think it's important to get everything done and to, to serve the coffee and then to kind of uh, elevate and you know and be the boss and that is why I feel like you must have had some major challenges uh, being a female in a mostly male dominant industry you know it, things are a little obviously a little bit different because we were like a design focused magazine so I think in our industry it's sort of like half female half male publishers in our industry where some lifestyle magazines maybe are a little bit more male do dominated you know and for example there's automotive ma magazines that most of their publishers would be I would say male publishers but I think in our industry there's a lot of female publishers that are extremely strong that I look up to and um, you know it, it really is a, sort of a mixed bag and and so did like in terms of like being the boss, right? How do you take that role? Because you're a very warm and fuzzy kind of woman. So how do you take that and create that warm, fuzzy feeling and then extend it over to your staff? So I think for me, I think my staff know that, you know, I'm definitely not a spoiled person. I'll do anything that's required of me. So if one day, um, you know, I'm the head of publishing, the next day I might be a production assistant. Back to that again. <laughs> so it's like deja vu. I'm back uh, 10 years. So I think what's really, really important is my staff know that I'll do anything that's required of the job. And I think in business to be successful, you really have to know your industry really, really well. And you have to be able to sort of do everything that is required of you. And you have to know the, in, like, you have to know the ins and outs. So one day, let's say, for example, there might be production issues and you really have to know to deal with that job because sometimes the staff are like, OK, what do we do now? The good thing is when things, you know, fall apart or we have a really, you know, an off day because not every day is beautiful and sunny. Sometimes <laughs> it really is a cloudy, stormy day. And I think what's important is they know that I'll leave, you know, by example. They know that I listen to them. If they need something of me, I'm always there for them for the most part. And I think it's really important to just lead by example and be versatile enough to do anything and everything. Where did that management style come from? Is it just instinctive? Is it from your family? Where did it come from? I think for me, it was sort of more instinctive because I am a nurturing person. I'm, you know, I'm very warm. I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And I know that some people tell me, well, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. And maybe you got to be a little bit more guarded, especially in this industry where, you know, before you start a magazine, people are like, oh, this isn't going to work. And then all of a sudden you create something from scratch and it's beautiful and it resonates with the reader and you build sort of like an empire and a following, then everyone becomes your friend. So I think the reality is I still try to show goodness and I try to lead by example. I try to, you know, protect my staff as best as I can. And I try to, you know, still, I mean, I, I make mistakes, I'm sure, all the time. But I think what's important is that you're able to recognize them and be different. And on top of all of this, you're also a mother of two young children. So how do you balance it all? So, <laughs> you know what, I really, that's a good question. You know, I think I'll call uh, Dr. Phil or something. But I mean, honestly, there's, you know, a lot of, you know, challenges in that respect. I think in business, 
I can really handle anything. So a press machine can break down and people will be really, really stressed out. The pressmen's like sweating and saying, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And, you know, I have to sort of calm them down and they're the pressmen. But, you know, things can happen day to day in business, in the magazines, you know, dealing with editor in chiefs and writers. I mean, there's so many moving parts in our business. But I think, you know, the most important thing with, you know, with my kids is, you're never really ready or prepared for what could be. Like when the school calls me and I'll be in a massive meeting and everything stops for me, my heart sinks and I'm like, oh, what is it? Is something wrong? And I think the most important thing is, you know, just to be there and, you know, everything stops. And if I have to, you know, shift myself and the, the most amazing thing that I can say is that I have the right people, you know, around Living Lux. I have a very strong, you know, operations team. I have a really, really great editor-in-chief. Um, I have an amazing creative director who's brilliant. So the great thing is I have very good leaders that are there. So if I ever have to sort of be there for my kids because my son is unwell or my daughter isn't, in, you know, isn't feeling well, the great thing is having supportive team and having competent team because it's one thing, you know, last I checked, there's not one Avenger, there's many Avengers. So with our team, there's like a whole amazing stacked team of people that are just so immensely talented. So as a woman who I believe is of influence and deserves recognition on this amazingly special day, I also feel, just from knowing you, that you have attracted all that to yourself. You know, your energy is magnetic, so I feel like in creating something that's amazing and wonderful that that women are capable of, uh, I think that you've done a really fine job of doing that. You've created this. You've you've um, manifested all these amazing people to your life because that's the energy that you put out. You know what? It's, it's, it's really nice of you to say and obviously to recognize because I think to start a business in this day and age, especially with, you know, the internet and the websites and everything being so powerful in the digital sphere, I think the important thing that I could say to anybody and really everyone who's listening is if you have a dream and you want to start a business, the most important thing is to proceed with it, not to be afraid, not to be guarded, because if you are guarded, you're just never going to do it. And then you're going to be fear-based. And certainly if I was fear-based, there's no way in hell I would start a magazine, not in this day and age. I'd probably be uh, doing something else with my life or being an employee, you know, and, and that's okay. It's okay to be an employee and, and do what you love. But I think the most important thing I can say as well is not to be afraid and to really go with your gut and start a business. And, you know, if people are telling you that you can't do it, do the opposite. Prove them wrong. Because people, you know, some people said the same thing to me. They said, oh, well, you know, things have changed and there's technology and how are you going to do this? Well, you know what? I did it. The magazine is beautiful. I have a great team. And I think the most important thing that I could share with people is that you really got to go with your gut instincts. You got to go in, obviously, knowing what you're doing, because certainly I've done every job in this magazine. But I think that you really go, you know, you don't want to have regrets in life and not do something because other people are telling you that you really can't do it. I think you really got to go for it. Jennifer, they often ask women, do you think you can have it all? What do you think? I really think that you can, you know, that you can have it all. I think that it's important that you do have big dreams because in the end, once you obtain all these amazing things, then you appreciate it. I don't take anything for granted. I feel so fortunate that every day I wake up, I have my beautiful kids. I have a wonderful family that has supported me. I have great friends. And like Claudia has said, I really do attract good people because I believe that if you are good, good things do happen. And, you know, I think it's really important just to surround yourself with positive energy. And I think that's very relevant. So the next issue of Living Lux magazine is hitting the stands. You said April. 
So the magazine's going to be hitting the streets on uh, the week of April the 4th. It's going to be at all major retailers like Shoppers Drug Mart, Indigo, Loblaws, Walmart. So you can pick up uh, a copy of the magazine. I can tell you, because we're only a few weeks away, this is a little teaser, (laughs) Cheryl Hickey will be the upcoming cover of the magazine. And we'll be talking about her new hit show, which will be um, premiering in April. So we will talk about that in that issue. We'll talk about, you know, family and lifestyle. And I think it's really, really great because that's what's important to me. And I know that's really, really what's important to to people in general and to Cheryl Hickey. And what is the focus of Living Lux? So Living Lux is interesting because we have a balance of home decor, which is what we are. We're a home decor shelter publication um, featuring architecture design. The cool thing with Living Lux is we also have lifestyle because Living Lux, everyone's perception of luxury is different. So it's really, really nice um, to have that in the magazine, to show that versatility. But the great thing with Living Lux is we also have a portion of the magazine which is dedicated to lifestyle. So Jeannie Becker is our lifestyle editor of our magazine, and I think it's great to have her because... Let me tell you, she challenges me every day, and she's a great friend of mine, too. So she's a great motivator, and she's wonderful to have on our team. Excellent. Creative woman, longtime broadcaster, big fan. Yep. And we're all a big fan of yours. And if our listeners, (laughs) who are going to gain so much valuable knowledge and information from this segment, want to know more about you, want to know more about the magazine, how can they do that? So we are on social media. We are on Living Lux Magazine, all lowercase. So Living Lux Magazine um, is on Instagram, and that's probably the best way that you can connect with us. And I will say for anyone that has questions or things that they want to know, please do reach out because I do check messages and I love responding to to everybody. So male or female, if you have any questions or anything that you do want to know, yeah, that's you can definitely connect. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Jennifer. And Dr. Claudia, please remind our listeners how to connect and follow you. Just like Jennifer, you can reach me on the gram at Claudia underscore Machiella. That. Or at my website, www.thecenterforhealth.ca. I jumped in there. Sorry about that. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of the wellness prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. More with Dr. Claudia and the wellness prescription still to come.